today's episode is really going to tap into some of those things. Like, I don't want it to just be a full-blown ranty episode where I'm just complaining and just airing out all of my grievances, but some of those may come up because when it comes to creating and cultivating a community around your podcast, some of these things happen because some people don't know how to behave in communities. <laughs> and we're going to really dive into that in a little bit, but I want today's episode to be an inspiration for how you can create an inviting community around your podcast. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So in real time, as I'm recording this episode, we're in the middle of the five-day podcast challenge. So shout out to my challenge people. And if you're listening in real time and you want to join us, go to crystalprofit.com forward slash challenge because we're just having a blast over there and it's going to be so much fun. But the reason why I wanted to bring up community today is because I have been wanting to run a challenge like this for a long time because I've participated in a few of these challenges and I have learned from other people in the space just how impactful they can be whenever you cultivate a community around your topic, whatever you, you know, whether it's your business, your podcast, your industry. But I have found that community is everything. It really is. Whenever you can cultivate, whether it's, um, you know, a pop-up community that lasts for a week or for 30 days or for a specific amount of time, I've been part of communities for courses, for memberships. Like there's so many different ways that you can create a community, but I think that what's often missing is the planning, like the behind the scenes that goes into really cultivating the culture that you want to see in the community that you're building. So it's top of mind for me because I did so much planning and strategizing and really trying to create this culture as I created this podcast challenge, because this isn't a community that will be around forever and ever. Kind of like we have our Facebook group for the Profit Podcast. Shout out to all of y'all. If you're in our Facebook group, you know what's up and like you know how much fun we have in there on a regular basis. But I think that when you're doing a pop-up group, which is what the challenge is, it's going to be open and then it's going to close because it will have served its purpose. And I don't just want it to be this this group where people are just running amok and breaking all the rules. And y'all know, y'all can tell those Facebook groups that you're a part of that have been abandoned by the original founders of the group because everybody is just a hot mess in there. They're promoting their own stuff. Everybody's being spammy. People are DMing people. Like I run away and I have, I was gonna say unsubscribed. That's not the right term. 
because you join a group. So what happens? You remove yourself from a group. Is that what happens? I mean, that's what I do. I go in and I remove myself. Maybe there's another term for all you group experts out there. I don't know what else you would say, but I have unsubscribed, removed myself from a lot of communities online that either become toxic or spammy, or I just don't care about the content that's in there anymore. So I wanted to kind of preface everything that we're going to talk about today with the idea of how you can create an inviting community for your podcast audience. Now, I've talked about Facebook a few times. I'm not saying that Facebook is the only place that you can create a community. I've talked about Slack on here before. You could do it in, um, uh, Kajabi has, I believe it's called Communities. Is it called Communities on Kajabi? I don't I don't use that feature right now. Um, I have heard other people say that they've used it, they tried it, so that's another option. There's places like, Basecamp, there's Discord, there's just so many other ones that I probably have never even heard of that are popping up all over the place that are options for you to build a podcast community around. But I really think that it's important to think about, I'm creating this community, what am I creating it for? Why is it there? Is it there for you to promote your content? right? I think that's where a lot of podcast groups come from. That's their initial goal. It's like, I just want a place to post my podcast episodes every week and tell people about it. That's a great marketing strategy. But you also have to, and we're going to talk about some of the the tips that I have for you if you're going to create a podcast community wherever you're creating it. But I think that you have to have a little bit more insight as to what you want this community to be long-term, not just in the beginning, because yes, that, I mean, you can absolutely share your content, but then what? Do you want people to join your email list from there? Do you want other people to be able to share their content in the group? I know uh, Buzzsprout, and I'm going to talk about Buzzsprout a lot, simply because, y'all, whenever I first started with my podcast, you probably know this, but um, I was very closely aligned with Buzzsprout because of their Facebook group. That's where I made the initial connection with them. I think whenever I was in the group, there was around 2,000 people. Now there's like 20,000 people that are in their Facebook group. It's a large group now. But I think back to the beginning of being in that community and seeing how people were supporting one another That's why I wanted to be there. I was there to learn, to understand more about podcasting, and I felt like it was a safe place to ask what I felt were dumb questions, right? When you're starting, you're like, "Uh, I don't know how this works. I'm trying to set up Audacity, and I have no idea what these numbers at the bottom mean. Like, should I pay attention to the thing that says hurts at the, like, is that important? Do I need to know that? So I think that, When you're trying to create an inviting podcast community, you have to ask yourself, what am I creating this for? Because you want to create something that's welcoming, not something that people are just going to say, oh my gosh, like I just, I run away from that group now, or I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm going to remove myself from this group because it's just turned into a spam fest and 
there's just nothing there for me anymore. And this, again, is not specific to Facebook groups. People can be spammy everywhere. It's just where I happen to see it a lot more because I am in a lot of Facebook groups still to this day. People will tell you, oh, Facebook's dead. Like, who's on Facebook anymore? I honestly don't do a lot of scrolling in my feed. Usually when I go to Facebook, it's very intentional and I'm going to a specific place for a specific reason and not just like hanging out, seeing what everyone and their dog is doing. I am going to connect with specific people through the communities that have been cultivated really, really well on the platform. Okay, so there's like my like in a nutshell of what creating and inviting community can look like. But I have a few podcast episodes that I'm going to link to that we've already done on the show because I didn't want to like reinvent the wheel and restate things that we've already talked about in other episodes. So go to the show notes, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 283. That's the show notes for this episode because I have an episode from like, it's a throwback. Y'all, I was looking at the date and I was like, dang, that feels like that was forever ago. But there's one about podcast community, how to find yours. So it talks about growing a community, establishing a community. And then I have one specifically about Facebook groups, like how to set up a Facebook group. The, you know, some of the processes I started, I looked at these show notes for these other episodes and I was like, I think this is outdated. Maybe we need to do an update to some of the graphics because the Facebook groups have changed so, so much. Like they're really fancy. If you're in the challenge, you know, like I had to create a demo video just to walk you through like, okay, here's the announcements tab where you can see all the live trainings and here are the guides where you can do some promotion. And we're going to talk about this in a second, because I think setting the expectations for what people are supposed to do in the group are really important. But I know that it's fun whenever I join a new program or a new group and everyone's like, oh, look, you can go post your podcast. You can go post your social media links. You can go post your email or the website or your free resource, right? Who doesn't love growing their email list? So I wanted to have these opportunities for people that are part of the challenge to be able to promote their stuff and cultivate that sense of community, but have it done I guess the best way to say it is like in an orderly fashion where people aren't just constantly saying, listen to my podcast. My podcast is amazing. No, there's a time and a place to actually have that happen. So those are the two episodes I want you to go listen to that are in relation to creating and cultivating a podcast community. But I have five tips to share with you when it comes to creating and inviting podcast communities. So number one, like I said, set expectations. What is the goal that you're trying to achieve with your community? Set those expectations up front, like lay down the law. Like there's a reason why there are rules for Facebook groups, okay? And these could be, like I said, this doesn't have to be solely based on Facebook. I have seen communities, uh, SquadPod, shout out the the community manager at Squadcast, uh, Ariel, I always say her name wrong, Ariel, I'm so sorry, I totally mispronounced your name. Ariel has done a fantastic job creating a community for the Squadcasters on Slack. It's fantastic. It's so well organized, but 
she set the expectations up front that this is what this community is going to be used for. Then she set up like different parameters. There's different channels on the Slack. Like if you're if you're not part of the squad pod, like I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So again, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 283. You're going to find a link if you want to join us over there. If you use Squadcast, like come hang out with us because we have a lot of fun. But, uh, and I'm going to talk about strategic partnerships that's coming up in a future episode. I'm going to be talking about Buzzsprout and Squadcast. So stay tuned for that. There's a little teaser for you to stick around here. But setting expectations is really important. And I think that that's the first tip that you need to know. You got to have expectations for what you expect for the people in the community and how you want them to behave. This is actually number two is modeling good behavior. So you let people know like, hey, we don't, you know, talk about other, you know, talk crap about other podcasters or other people in the industry who maybe we don't agree with or we don't, you know, align with exactly what they do. That's okay, but you don't have to talk crap about them. You know, it's it's almost like kids at this point, right? It's almost like you're a babysitter if your community gets out of control and that's exhausting. It is utterly exhausting to feel like you're policing people and you're just like, oh my gosh, I just feel like a glorified babysitter. This is not fun. This is why I see a lot of people abandon their groups and their communities because they're exhausted from them. But you have to set those expectations and model good behavior for how the community is supposed to operate and things will be so much more fun. And then the third thing is let your community know what's in it for them. Are they going to get added value? Are they going to get Q&A time with you? Are they going to have direct access to you? Are they going to be able to ask you questions? Are they going to be able to promote their podcast or maybe their content every once in a while? It doesn't have to be all the time, but I do think a good promotional thread, if you're part of our Facebook group, you know that every Wednesday that post comes out that allows you to post your latest podcast episode. I think that it's fun to have that. People get excited. And I love seeing when people comment and say, oh, I'm going to go listen to that episode today. Or, oh, I just listened to that. That was a really good episode. So that's how you cultivate community. This is how you create an inviting community is letting people know what's in it for them. And then the fourth tip I have for you is to just keep showing up. Y'all, my community was a hot mess, a hot mess whenever I first got started. I didn't post consistently. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like, should I go live in here? Do I need to go live every week? Do I have to go live at the same time? Do I actually need to put posts in here? Like, uh, what am I even doing? It's okay if you don't know what you're doing as you create your community, but you do have to keep showing up because why would anybody else show up if you aren't there on a regular basis? So keep showing up, keep trying new things, keep experimenting, try to see what works best for you and what your community responds to, but just keep showing up, keep that consistency because that's the only way that you'll find out what really works well for your audience. And then the fifth tip I have for you is cultivate the culture you want to see. So I remember I had a conversation with my mom. We were talking about Facebook groups and, you know, what was the point of them? Why did we want to create them? And we both said the same thing. Like our goal was to have this community where other people that are like-minded individuals that were all there for the same topic were interacting without me having to do anything. 
And I think that that is the idea for a lot of community founders. Like you want to create this place where people are talking, they're chatting, they're giving feedback. Maybe they're collaborating in different ways within the community without you having to do anything. You don't have to facilitate every single conversation. You don't have to say, hey, you and you, y'all need to meet and y'all need to talk about this because y'all have this in common. You don't have to constantly connect people, but it takes time to create that culture and you have to see that vision. This goes back to the expectations. Like, what are your expectations? What would you love for your community to be? Right, maybe that's the question you need to ask yourself. What do I envision? If I created this community, what platform is it on? What does it look like? If I were to sit down and say, this is the dream community that I wanna create, what does that look like? What does it look like? Is it people talking amongst themselves, solving problems, or is it people sharing funny gifs? Is it people you know, sharing their big wins or asking questions, or maybe it's future customers that you can eventually turn into buyers of your products and services. What does that look like? You have to ask yourself this question because when you're creating a community, you need to know what it's for so people know why they're there and they know how to interact with one another instead of being people that are at a party and they're kind of just all staring, looking at each other like, I don't really know what to do. Um... No one's talking and this is getting awkward, so I'm just going to bounce, right? We've all been to those parties. We've all been to those kids' parties. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. You go to a kids' party and everybody's kind of staring around, like everybody's looking at each other and you're like, are we supposed to be uh, doing something? Is there a game or like what's actually supposed to be happening? I'm usually the one that's standing next to the snacks, eating chips and queso because I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, I can be comfortable here. I can stand here for an hour and a half of this kid's party and just snack the whole time. Like that works out really well for me if I get put in an awkward party situation. But I don't want that for your community. I want people talking, engaging, interacting, and coming back every single week because you have created a super inviting podcast community. So let's recap these five tips again. So number one, set expectations. Number two, you want to model good behavior. Number three, let your community know what's in it for them. Number four, keep showing up. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just keep showing up. And number five is cultivate the culture that you want to see. Have a vision for where you want this group to go one day because maybe you're starting at zero. You're like, I don't have anybody in any community anywhere. That's fine. I started at zero. I didn't have anybody either, but I slowly over time started building a community that I now love. Love, love, love. I love to see the interactions that happen in our free Facebook group. I'm loving the energy that I'm seeing in our challenge group. And I just, I love the fact that people who are excited about one thing can come together, share their ideas, share their passions, and connect. I've actually connected with other people who I've gone on to do incredible things with, and we met in a free Facebook group or we met in a membership group, or we met on Slack through someone else introducing us. 
But the possibilities are endless whenever you're creating a community full of people who are looking for the same things, they have those same expectations, and they possibly have the same values and principles that you have as well, because otherwise, why would they be in that community? So, Ooh, super passionate about this. This is a great topic. So I hope that you found some valuable takeaways today. I would love for you to share them. Take a screenshot wherever you're listening to this episode. Tag me on Instagram and say, Crystal, this was my number one takeaway from today. Or maybe you're like, I'm going to go like stop what I'm doing and create my podcast community now because I don't want to miss out. Like I need to do this. This has been on my to-do list. This is your challenge to actually make it happen but create that inviting podcast community. And again, if you're listening to this in real time and you're like, I wanna see what she's talking about with this challenge and what it looks like, come join us. Like it's not too late. Even if you're coming in after it started, go to crystalprofit.com forward slash challenge. This is happening from August 23rd through August 27th and it's going to be so much fun, y'all. So much fun. I want you to join us. But go to the show notes. It's going to have all the information about the other episodes that we mentioned here today. But y'all, this is so much fun. So if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Welcome to our podcast community. I'm so happy that you're here. Make sure you hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 